another episode of the West Noise. Talk to some homies from Colorado for the show today. James, Adam, and Colton of Cuckoo. They just released a full length called Big. Very cool dudes. I have not spoken with multiple people at once before, so it was definitely an interesting experience to hear multiple perspectives at once. But yeah, um, they're recently out of college or nearing that, and so we, we related to quite a bit at that part. And I appreciated that too, because I've spoken to a lot of people senior to me so far. Yeah, they were really kind and enthusiastic, and I appreciate that and appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk to them. So here's my conversation with Cuckoo. Pre-game. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this is kind of like first time we actually like all got together this early. But yeah, yeah, we kind of like meet up late for mm. the most part. Hope so, morning late. Yeah. All right. Well, we like have a outro video in our house, so we like that's where we did our early show and stuff, and we played there a few times as of lately. So usually we're just like setting up a show beforehand. Right. But, right. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. So, how is playing the songs that you just came out with? Do you feel comfortable with it yet? Yeah, I mean, like, we've had most of these songs for a while. Yeah. Um, There's definitely, like, ones that we wrote, like, over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, because we went through a whole, like, kind of reforming as of, like, lately. Um, When we, like, get back together. So. Yeah. Since, like, last May. Since last May. Yeah, because uh, James was, like, living up in Seattle. He originally played bass in Cuckoo, like, two years ago now or something like that when we first started playing. Yeah. And uh, we kind of, like, reformed with some new people, but then we kind of got back to the original lineup whenever James would be back from Seattle. Um, and then once we kind of, like, reformed, like, we changed all the instruments around and stuff and took some of the old songs that weren't recorded, like, that weren't on the first EP, mm-hmm. and just, like, we we were, uh, we were worked them and wrote some new ones, then put out the album. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. took some ones off of the demos that we released, too, and kind of reworked those as well. Mm-hmm. A lot less oh, cool. overdrive. Yeah. So it's kind of like, we were already pretty familiar with all the songs before playing the show. Yeah. yeah. But there are a couple songs in the album that, like, we never really played live, <laughs> like, the instrumental stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. But that can be fun to work with. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So you guys feel good about the album in general, then? Yeah, definitely. Um, God, yeah, a lot of good feedback, like, much more than we thought. We only did, like, 50 tapes, thinking it was going to be a fairly small release, but, like, Bandcamp put us on their front page when it came out. Yeah. And, um, like, it just... Like yeah, we already sold like quite a bit online. That we like working. That's we're, awesome, like, man. Tour, but yeah. yeah, it's been like really, really nice to see like a lot of people definitely think, give us great feedback. I think when this one came out too, at least with the last EP, it was a little bit nerve wracking to put it out, and that could have just been because it was the first thing that we put out. But this one felt like more like confident in the release. Yeah. This yeah. one felt a lot more secure to like 
more more genuine yeah to like what we wanted to write yeah we like really took our time with it too i think we all like sat down and like Mm -hmm. thought about like the things that we wanted to put in it and Mm -hmm. recorded it over like a good amount of time uh with a good friend of ours Caden. um and really just kind of like let it kind of like stew for a little bit yeah yeah i think all of us been kind of like used to just recording something and putting it out immediately and this one like we started in october and didn't put out until march yeah so it's very official it was like not including the time like we got back together in may yeah. Like pretty instantly decided like, hey, let's put out like a full like none of us have really done that besides James with uh Rosie Forever. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was a full length like all of the rest of us have only like put out EPs or small little demo tapes and stuff. So this is all of our first time. Like, let's do something like big. Like, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. So is that what the the title means? <laughs> yeah, in a way. I mean, it, it was all a joke. Like, I mean, we definitely don't take ourselves that seriously. Yeah. Um, but it just started like it would be a big deal if we like put out, put out a blank, and then it started as a joke, and it was like one of us was like, "Why don't we just call it big?" And then we we're just like, "That's funny." Dude. <laughs> it is funny. Especially, like how kind of like minimalist the music we play, and like how kind of like not big sounding it is. Yeah, for sure. We also like to talk about how the the movie Big starring Tim Hanks. You know what? Hanks, Tom, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Jesus. I was an inspiration. I was curious. <laughs> We're just a bunch of like little kids that are in grown up bodies. <laughs> I only own one of those foot piano things from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> just a whole tape of nothing but that. when we had the release show on yeah, the Twitter. No one had the projection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a dream of ours. Yeah, to play the show and, and like score the entire film. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's to be one of those like pink floating dark side of the moon and the Wizard of Oz thing. Yeah. And, like you put the movie yeah. on and then you put the record and it syncs up perfectly. Yeah. But we didn't make up that long of a record. So we had to <laughs> play it play, play, play it back. I just I just saw that with the Dark Side of the Moon and Paul Blart Mall Cop too. Exactly. And yeah, I was blown away. So the, my main goal was to bring up Tom Hanks is big. So oh yeah, you got it out of the way yeah. real quick. We can talk for hours about that. Why well, I, I, I have some notes. All right, let's do it. What's what's your favorite part of Big? Let's get down to dialogue. I think my favorite like. I can't recall too much of like specific words mentioned, but that that scene where he wakes up and he's dealing with his like adult body at that point—that's like, you know, obviously great about uh, dealing with puberty. But the way that that goes down is just if you think about his mom's perspective—if he did, you know, got caught by you know, like, right? There's this man in his in his in his tidy whities running <laughs> yeah. around the house. It's so terrible. And, I really like how... Yeah, it's really realistic. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. I just... I, the danger he was in. So much danger. The way he, like, gets a job by, like, swinging it, you know? Winging right. The whole thing. Way it's to like, go. This guy's a kid out here. <laughs> like, a, a nice-ass job, too. It's not just, like, yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. He gets a girlfriend in, like, the first, like, couple days. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
it's it's honestly like way darker of a movie than you would think from like the cover and synopsis and the fact that it's Tom Hanks. But like, totally. <laughs> like when he, when he's like pleading his mom to like not hurt him with a knife, and then like he spends the night sleeping in like a dirty apartment and hears gunshots oh, yeah. outside and starts crying. It's like Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, it's yeah. really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it too, because like whenever the kid um, comes back and then he's like actually doing all his desk work and his like office is like normal and he yeah. like, comes in the door like a couple weeks later, he's yeah. like, I don't have time to play. Yeah. Right. It's like what? <laughs> so you guys just recently graduated. Is that true? Um, Some of you. took a semester off and I'm just like going back to finish up my degree in school mm-hmm. and some, yeah. I have like an extra semester but we're both trying to we're both past the time we should have gotten yeah so our life feels like we're post it's like a yeah. limbo almost yeah, yeah. it is a limbo like yeah just like I just took a um like a semester off and stuff like that and just like worked like what 60 to 70 hours a week Jesus. to like finish mm-hmm. the last classes I need because Adam and I live up in Boulder. James is down in Denver now, but like Boulder's just the price of living is yeah. kind of insane. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a place that's going through a lot of growing pains, mm-hmm. and it's a town that was created to be a college town, and it doesn't want to be a college town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it does everything very subtly to to try and break away from that and it's it's not as rapid as some of the change that has happened in denver but mm-hmm. it's still kind of jarring it's lost some of its appeal and i think it advertises it as something that it's not but that's like a lot of places so. <laughs> yeah that's interesting yeah. what are you guys going for uh to school yeah or, um i'm going for computer science and I'm an electrical computer engineering. Yeah, and I was uh, communications and psychology. Nice, nice. Not that it matters. But that's post grad life right there, man. Live it up, baby. <laughs> so, do you guys have like a disdain for college? I mean, not to not to label the music. <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah. for it. Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's definitely like culture and like lifestyle behind it. I think all of us are kind of like, fuck that. But um, I think the sentiment behind what higher education is mm-hmm. supposed to be is great. I don't think the forces, that the powers that be respect that. That goes so, for like a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just think there's so much money on the line for people who are doing something they're required to do that it doesn't really help you it doesn't help you succeed and if anything i've heard so many things before going into college that if you don't have a lot of self-worth that college isn't gonna really help that yeah and they don't really try and break away from that if anything they pride themselves in in kind of a uh yeah in in uh, what's the word? I don't know. They they pride yourself on working too hard for something that shouldn't be. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, that just kind of scratches the surface. <laughs> I, I would just be like fucking being on a tirade right now if I get too into it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think 
like what you're going for and what you went for are like worth it or like do you think that's going to be fruitful or do you have some sort of regret for it at all i don't know like i like i the idea i like try to move away from the mindset of like yeah. fuck this is definitely things like yeah i definitely got that mindset like yeah this is not as worth it like the amount of time and money and like mm-hmm. stress i like put into it i don't think it's worth it but in the end it's just like oh i'm at a point where i've just like been in it so long i'm so yeah. close i'm just like there's no way i'm stopping yeah that makes um, sense Whenever I think of my degree and, like, its worth and its value, I get really, like, freaked out about it because I think deep down I know that it's, like, the, the <laughs> degrees that I have don't really need much. But Yeah, but then there's also just, like, without it, like, what position are you in either? And you can't yeah. find a degree. I mean, if you can't find a job with it, like, it's not going to be any easier without it. But yeah. It's, I, I, don't know. I think I think there's some regret maybe going into it of maybe deciding that something that you didn't want to study, that was something that I kind of came to the conclusion to, yeah. but it's also at the point where I don't really care anymore. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to figure out a way to get by and I'm more excited about that than uh, <laughs> finding something that like pertains yeah. to what I study. Cause I, yeah. if anything, Pleasure. if anything I've learned, if it, there's anything I learned about my major is that I fucking hate my major. So nothing oh, like, yeah. Damn. nothing is, uh, you know, working in that field isn't very exciting, but that's kind of fucked. Yeah, no, it is, it is fucked, but that's, that's the system. And I don't think that I don't hate what I do. I just hate the way that it's taught. So yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's one thing. It's like, like the subject matter. And I've gone through the same shit where it's just like, yeah, the subject matter isn't something I hate, but I hate, degree program i hate like the school out set up and i kind of hate the like job field at yeah. host so you just like, hate like just like everything about it like that's it there's like a very niche corner of the <laughs> majors that we're doing that we like but that is the just the smallest aspect of how are you are you going to come out on the other end with those corners or are you just going to have like a degree and be like well that's what it was. Like, do you have anything lined up or what? I don't have. I, I'm I'm planning to sort of take it one step at a uh, at a time and do something that I wanted to like. Yeah, I don't know. Just just live on my own without any other expectation other than what would normally be laid out for me. Like going into the the career system and just like paying bills till I die and Ooh. you know that that kind of stuff. It, is kind of I dread it, so I'd rather enjoy the time that I have before getting into the in into all of it, which is just living somewhere and doing things that I like, and then, yeah. you know. And then once time, once the time comes, then do that. I guess I don't know. I think like the biggest thing that we all got out of college is like being involved in our campus radio station, and that's oh, like the cool. thing like totally like makes putting up with like four years of hell worth it because yeah. that's how i met all these guys and we were all or were like heavily involved with that yeah. radio station yeah, that's so, really cool yeah and that's how we met so many like good homies and like people play bands and like learn about good music and stuff like yeah. that that's how we got involved with like a lot of people in denver who like are good friends now totally. them. what do you yeah, guys you- did you guys just have like your own show at the station or what i mean me or james and colton and i for a short minute were uh, all managers yeah. and 
uh, James was like the music director, which was like a pivotal part of that. Colton as well was the the engineer, the head engineer, and I did programming and stuff. And then both of y'all were host of local shakedown. Yeah, it was like the um, local show that would like bands would play each time. So mm-hmm. I would like run sounds for a bunch of local bands, and they would host and like interview them and stuff. And that was like kind of the big like, hey, we're meeting people. Yeah, like, we're getting involved in the scene. And right. That's how we made picked up friends with everybody and then started hosting shows ourselves. Yeah. Like James, you booked a show at my house when I was like a wee little baby. Yeah. School. <laughs> Sophomore. Yeah. yeah. Um. And booked a show at my house and I've like lived in a house ten you ever said you have. That sounds cool, man. You guys should do something like that. Go in, go into radio. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, we all have like experience. I mean, I've worked there for four years now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I've even like interned at record labels and stuff like that. No oh, shit. It's not really mean. I met really cool people and stuff like that and lived mm-hmm. in a cool place and uh, worked for cool companies, but now I teach elementary school kids. Aww. <laughs> it's so cool. Way more punk rock than you are yeah. skipping, like, rather than try to appeal to certain demographics that are, like, coherent and buying things, you can just, like, sort of force the music onto the yeah, more impressionable ages. Yeah. It's like a deep-seated thing. Like, I'm Jack Black. Yes. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I was hungover at work the other day. <laughs> oh. I was like, do you guys know what that, was? What that means? <laughs> Is that, is that what you're going to keep doing, is teach the babies? Man, I don't even know. We'll see. I take it. Much like I, I've been out of school for a full year, and I've interned at two record labels at a record uh, like uh, subscription service company and all this other shit. And I've worked at delis, and I've walked dogs, and I've done so many other things. Bingo. Like, yeah, made pizza and shit like that. So and this like Cosmos. Yeah, <laughs> lovely Cosmos pizza, pizza and Boulder. Yeah, Shout yeah. out. Ranch <laughs> <laughs> in my veins. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just take it one day at a time. I've just been, yeah, all over. So. Do you want to do any of that, like? career-wise anything that you okay obviously not the probably not the pizza okay if you look if you want to do the pizza forever that's cool but (laughs) like did any of that catch you and you were like shit this would be actually cool to do for a long time or like even like different positions within those companies yeah who knows i i don't even know once it like bites me hopefully i'll like feel it or something like that but right now i'm just taking one step at a time yeah so cool i don't even know Mm -hmm. well i I'm finishing my first year of college in April, so you guys are really uh, depressing me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I go to Eastern Michigan University. Is that in Lansing? It is in Ypsilanti, actually. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's a nice little place. I'm happy right now with what I'm doing, but... Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's it, too. Like, I, like, not to just shit on the entire system. <laughs> of like moving has come up into everyone's minds and mm-hmm. it's like something that you and I talk about a lot Colton which yeah. is like if you're you know is is a change of scenery gonna 
like like does the city suck or do you suck? Right. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's a huge thing. Is like you see this trend of the people who complain the most about where they're at and the positions they're in. All the people who complain about that at every place they go. Mm-hmm. It's just like you see people move. Uh, I mean, that happened to me too. Like I like lived in the same house in Texas my entire life. I've been up to Colorado and like you lived in yeah uh, San Diego before this and yeah you just like get stuck in one place so you end up moving to a new place and that doesn't really like fix your problems yeah but sometimes it's but not to say that it's not not a solution or like it couldn't help but it's like that i guess that's the the what i would put on to people just starting college is that it is and it sounds so cliche but it is exactly what you make of make of it and and so it's not like I know people who are just so stoked on the education system, that, <laughs> or like what they're what they're doing. So more specifically, that they oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. plan to be mm-hmm. doing academics for the rest of their life, and college gave them that. So it's mm-hmm. you know, it's not all like gloomy and sucky. And for sure. <laughs> There's well. definitely benefits I got out of it too. <laughs> um, a lot, probably more so than I like admit. Yeah, but yeah. Well, that's that's a nice perspective to have on it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. All right, so let's talk about the music. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, some of these lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> um, I I specifically was curious about Spider Man as my favorite superhero. If you could just give me the biography of that. I'm all uh, ears. Was, yeah, so I wrote that, and it was weird because I was in a place where um, I felt like I like like people were coming to me about like different advice on different like like relationship stuff, or, like different advice on like how to like feel better when they like were doing well mentally and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like found myself confronted by so many people at once when I was. Um, just didn't think I had the like right mind capacity to figure out my life. So the whole like idea of that song was like, I just felt so foreign to me that I'm like sitting here trying to tell somebody else how to like make their life better when I just can't even figure out my own life. And so that's what that whole thing just like kind of like broader topics to it to kind of like mask it because like certain specific situations that they line up that I didn't want those people like listen to it and figure out that stuff them. But um. Yeah, it's kind of just about, like, not really understanding where you're at, but then telling other people how to understand where they're at, and yeah, the, like, kind of hypocrisy in that. That, I don't know, that makes sense. is a very good reasoning to that very simple song. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, like, four lines. But like... <laughs> <laughs> That's but, yeah. cool. Is So Spider-Man is your favorite superhero? It is, yeah. That's the song, because I used to be called... All of our song titles are usually just like whatever at the yeah. time, and they'll like change over time. Yeah. Um. So that one, I was like getting. I used to read Spider-Man comics like in high school and stuff, and then kind of like stopped wanting to like pay for like weekly comics and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like monthly comics and um, but yeah, Spider-Man was always my favorite superhero, and I was like really bonding with one of my friends, Matt. From like Nancy Strong, like a band girl, kind of like play with a lot and stuff. So, uh, actually plays bass on the record. Yeah, he, yeah, good point. Like he played bass for the entire record. Um, but he, um, 
was getting really into Spider-Man at the time, and like we bonded over that. I was talking a lot about it. So at one point, I'm just hey, let's call this Spider-Man with my favorite superhero because it kind of fit in a weird way. I don't really know how to connect that with like the yeah. subject matter too much. Honestly, the way the way I took it from what you're explaining is like I don't know, like at least when you were at the part where you were saying you just felt like bogged down from other people telling you advice. I, I took it as you, like, saying, like, like, reverting back to something kind of, like, elementary, like, as your favorite superhero and just being, like, I don't know how to yeah. do, deal with all that other crazy shit or, like, how to handle mental health, but, like, I know for a fact that Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. So, I don't know if that's what you were trying to say, but that's how that's how yeah, it registered in my head, at least. Yeah, it's definitely, like, an elementary, definitely, like, looking at superheroes as someone who, like, know everything and the ones who, like, teach you right from wrong. Right, exactly. Is definitely, like, that's definitely there. Um, but I don't know, like, yeah, if I, like, came from anywhere specific with that mm-hmm. this song, I thought it was just kind of, like, it really, like, it, like you kind of feel elementary, like, and stuff, you kind of feel, like, a little childish whenever you're trying to figure things out, like, you feel like you have this idea of, like, when I'm an adult, I'm gonna know how to do things, right. and then you're, like, at the age of, like, what you thought an adult was as a kid, and you don't know how to do things, you're just like, damn. But... <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's just where that one came from. That's cool. And Tonka Trucks. Dis- oh, that was Dis- Disclaimer, <laughs> I fucked with Tonka Trucks a lot. So that yeah, caught that my eye. You guys are big pavement fans. I can... Yeah. Like, like people have brought that up to us for so much. I guess it's just like something you can't really hide. Yeah, like, I don't really see. I don't that. see it at all. I don't hear pavement. Like the only one I can hear that is talking. Yeah. yeah. The only one I'm like. Yeah. 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 It's like twanging. That's the only reason. But we've gotten like pavement comparisons a lot recently. But I don't that's, know. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad. <laughs> no. Like that's like honestly probably my favorite band. I get made fun of like the amount I like listen to pavement still to this day. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tonka Trucks was just kind of like, I think my connection to, like, friends from back home after, like, leaving, because, like, I left for college and moved up to Colorado and haven't really been back that many times, maybe, like, once a year max. And this is from of, Texas? Like, up here. Yeah, I'm originally from Texas. Like, oh, wow, that's a big move. Yeah, um, especially, like, I was... Like where Texas and University is, it was like the most conservative college in the nation. Yeah. Up to like Boulder, which is very much like right. decentral. <laughs> um, it was a very, very much change of pace, like very drastic, yeah. which is kind of why I did it. But um, yeah, so Tom Shucks is very, like, kind of my way. Like, that's my relation to those people I had back home, which is like, yeah, like, like, I, we're very different people now. Um, but we still, like, see each other once a year and kind of have to, like, go back to those old memories to have. And that's, like, the only thing that we relate to anymore. Kind of one of those things. Wow. Um, that's not harsh. I still like <laughs> That's <laughs> it. It's the only but, thing. Yeah, I know. It's just, like, whenever you're, like, staying at your parents' house and you're just, like, I wonder who's in town. And you mess with other people, like, no one messes back. Like, okay, I guess I'm going to Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Um, So besides pavement, what other what other stuff do you guys listen to? You listen a lot to dust 
Yeah. 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 I, I recently saw an article that was set. It was called, I think, like, Duster is your favorite indie band's favorite band or something like that. And I thought that was kind of a stupid name, but, like, I actually I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that Stereodome article is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know what it was. which is weird. Um, I mean, I guess they like kind of had that like reunion show might have like spurred some of that, but still, I don't know. I feel like you know, like no one really talked about them. I think it was for always... a while, and then they like just came out the last couple of years. Yeah, like, people have been bringing I, back up. I think it was something that was always like in the back of people's minds, and I don't really know if I can like genuinely say that like that is the root cause. But I know from my experience with finding Duster, it was like you know going through like last FM and it just kind of popping up and then mm-hmm. like looking at it and then people since started talking about that because i know last fm is tied to spotify uh-huh. so like that kind of just showed up in people's spotify's who already listened to that kind of music mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird maybe that's just a product of the age we live in but i know definitely that like that just started to re- a resurgence because then mm-hmm. people who already listened to it just to talk to people about it a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. I, I just know because, like, Jamie sent me a link to it, like, whenever you're living in Seattle. And yeah. Kind of, like, way into it. Yeah. That's kind of, it, it, I used to intern, and I worked at the store for uh, Sub Pop Records up in Seattle, Washington. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I dig Sub Pop. Yeah. I support yeah, them. Yeah, Sub Pop's awesome. A really, really great company full of really nice people. And, um... So Duster was signed to Up Records, which was the subsidiary of uh, Sub Pop, like a sister label that was also home to like Built to Spill, huh. like you know Seven Six Four Hero, and like all these other bands. There was another like really big band on Up that I'm totally blanking uh, on. Yeah, yeah, I mean Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit, that's cool. Stuff like that. Yeah, Up is sick yeah. because they put like. If I, Microphones that put anything out? Nope. I feel like they might have been. Uh, okay. Yeah, they've been out. Okay. Um, but I talked to a couple people at Sub Pop uh, about like if they would ever reissue those Duster records and all the staff, especially the older staff that like were around when the founder of Up Records passed away. They were like, yeah, those re- re- records are really, really good. And they go for like about like five or six hundred dollars on disc. Yeah, like oh like shit. That. Yeah, um, but they're like, yeah, the legality of it is not really looking too good so they probably won't be reissued for like a long ass time yeah. unless something weird happens um, so for now we have Jason Albertini and like yeah. Bass is a great band yeah, yeah like I said Dustin just did that reunion show um, it didn't have uh, I don't think Dove was there that's like the bassist name it's Dove and what's the other guy's name oh I don't know yeah, the guys from, one of them wasn't there and so it was just like it was booked as Helvetia plays Duster songs. Hmm. Had the other guy from Duster, and then they did like that. And then Jason Appleseed, and I was like, yeah, I want to get um, everybody back together, and I wouldn't call it Duster without the other guy. And so, but apparently they're trying to do a union tour, like the rumor. Yeah. But I don't know, which is cool. I don't know. I'm like fine with that. Yeah. It is like a lot of bands are like doing that reunion thing, which I'm like not fine with, but like that's one of the bands like I love. They're, like. Yeah, cool, cool. What is there anything else? Or is that it? Just Duster and Pavement? That's it. That was pretty difficult. Or a couple favorite bands. I know when we were making this record, uh, I was listening a lot to Cody 
I was listening to Frigid Stars. That was definitely hmm. something that I, I genuinely like couldn't couldn't put down. Like I, I always found myself coming back to that record. And a lot of a lot of like early beat happened. That's two I would say I was listening to a lot yeah. when we were writing those songs and things. Yeah. So that's it pretty much for me. Yeah. I, I, I like obviously I like way more bands, but it pertains mm. to that. Music, that <laughs> yeah, probably. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Bedhead was another big one for me whenever we like were writing it. But then like I guess most contemporary one like recordings that Spirit of the Beehive record yeah. when it came out. Yeah. I just like really ate up the like maximalist, like less layer a bunch of shit on top of each other. <laughs> just had like some samples and everything. Um I mean I didn't really like roll up to the record, but I definitely made us do more overdubs, I think, mm-hmm. than we initially had planned. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that record I think was really sick as far as like the most recent one that had that domain. Yeah. Um but yeah, like that had definitely Duster and Pear. Um Pear was another big contemporary one, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I go through like different phases where I listen to like mostly old music, but sometimes mm-hmm. I listen to mostly like new music. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like new bands go, that Howdy uh, band is really great. Oh, yeah. I think Cuckoo likes them quite a bit. <laughs> like that. I remember listening to them. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're a great band. They're great. Yeah, yeah. Like, phenomenal yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but Red House Painters is another like favorite, yeah. like, comfy, like slowcore band and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we all like older music. Like I think we all like like people like Towns Van Zandt. Oh yeah, I got really into, like, yeah music. yeah. Um, well before like but like that's what I'm saying. Like I that's like definitely probably the artist I was like listening to the most. But I don't know if it really have any effect. Yeah, much on like writing the album. But right. I was just so much Blaze Foley, so much Towns Van Zandt. Mm-hmm. A lot awesome. of Guy Clark. A lot of the a lot of Blake Field too. Oh yeah, Blake Field. I mean Blake Field is like Spencer Radcliffe is just like anything he doesn't come yeah. into. I spent like there was a good few weeks where um my girlfriend had to go work at this coffee shop at about like six in the morning and so I'd have to get up too and I'd get like super caffeinated and everything, so it'd be like you know, the world is waking up, and I would just listen to Blythefield like every single time as I drove back up to Boulder, and it was like I was just that was a that was a crazy time. Very, it was like during fall too, so it was a very special moment. But that's an album that definitely sticks out to me. Is a uh, face always towards the sun? Yeah, hmm. I was listening to that last night actually. <laughs> <laughs> There was also this one like uh, demo tape. Man, I was trying to Google it on my phone just now, but there's this demo tape, uh, and it's AV Tear and Geologist when they were back in college. Oh, they uh, went to like Northeastern or something like that. Oh, I know what you. Um, yeah, and they had an indie band. Auto mine. That's right, Auto Mine. Yeah, Auto yeah. Mine. There's a you can find it on YouTube, but it totally sounds like Duster and mm. Codeine and Galaxy 500 mm. and shit like that. Um, and it's really tight, and you listen to it, and you're like, whoa, this is really sweet, and it turns out to be A.B. Terra Geology. Yeah. <laughs> huh. When they were, like, 17 or something. Like that. <coughs> yeah. That, that, it's, like, That's three cool. songs. It's only released three songs, but it's a really sick split. Yeah. Hmm. You guys have a very eclectic taste. <laughs> yeah. Well, we worked at a radio station. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And it kind of fosters that attitude. Yeah. I work at a... NPR, like, because there's, like, the student-run radio station here, and then there's, like, the adult radio station here, and it's kind of weird because there's two, but 
the one that I work at is the one that's like sponsored by NPR. So it's like all very seasoned, like on air hosts, and we listen to like nothing but jazz and blues. So nice. What's your call letters? Uh, W E M U. Is it like W something? Yeah, W E M U. The emu. Yeah. The weemu. The weemu. It's nice though. I I just hadn't. I don't know. I guess I've. I went from like getting a new appreciation of jazz and blues to like loathing it because <laughs> like I didn't really surround myself with like really old jazz and blues, and then it just kind of got overdone, and it just it all it all kind of sounds the same at one point. But yeah. Do you have a, Do you have a particular style that you like the most of like those eras? Um, I don't know. I like when it comes to blues. I like like old ass blues. Like, yeah. like there's this artist Abner J. I he's he's like one of the just he like he had a trailer that he pressed and autographed and wrote all the liner notes for all his records and sold them hand and his music was just him with a cymbal, a banjo, and a harmonica and he just sang and like things <sighs> things that sound like really really sad. <laughs> And like blind, yeah. blind yeah. Willie Johnson, like mm-hmm. just a bl- like when you can just listen to someone hum and you feel like you're gonna tear your heart out. It's like Jesus, that's like yeah. that's the blues. Yeah. So I like like really old stuff. I'm not a big fan. like honestly BB King in that. Like I can definitely respect it and get with it, but I don't know. Sometimes it just kind of all blends. But I can definitely yeah. definitely appreciate what it brings to the table. So yeah, my dad loves BB King. Don't all. <laughs> Kind of, a, kind of a weirdo. He worked. Yeah. I worked at a venue in Boulder, and he uh, played uh, in August a couple years back. Very, very close to the time of his death. I think it was probably about like 2015, oh. 2014, yeah. something like that. He only played a couple songs, but uh, apparently he had a lot of funny stories. And he mostly talked. And the next day, there was a lot of people that called into my work wanting a refund because he only played like a few songs. <laughs> He went over curfew. <laughs> yeah, he mostly talked. It like was no music at all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Remember seeing Mark Kozelik at like jazz bar in Denver? Yeah, when we saw Sun Kill Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like a night with Mark Kozelik, and he sang songs off of Benji while just hitting the floor tom. Yeah. And I started reading text messages between like him and Isaac Rock and his like dentist, and it was. It was a weirder show. Was it like a combo between him and Isaac Brock and his dentist? Like, they were all... No, like, no. It was two separate things. Well, he just had a flip phone and started going through his phone. <laughs> that was his encore. Like, he came out for his encore and he started yeah. reading all the text messages off of his flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. The dude's insane. It was so whack. Like, this is so weird. Dude. It was like three hours at yeah. that point, too. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah. Do you guys go to a lot of shows? Uh, personally, well, I know, well, James, you have no choice, because you're in so many bands. You're playing <laughs> two bands. bands. You play a lot, you're which is like great. You 16 shows. Which is so Granted, two years including that. So. Yeah. Um, um, but maybe not as much in the past for me, personally. Um, yeah, but a lot of the DIY venues closing down, it sucks. That's a whole thing that we don't want to have to get into. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of writing on it. Um. Denver just kind of had like a strife, like DIY venues closing down like last year, and it still like hasn't really recovered that well from it. That sucks. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, there's stuff happening. Now it's just kind of outro videos. These be like a lot of warehouse spaces, but yeah. those are all kind of gone. Um, but yeah, so like usually now, I don't know. There's like a lot going on this week. It's like kind of hard to yeah. Yeah. this week. It'll have it'll have a few times where there's just a lot going on. Um, yeah. I just think maybe there's like more of a push for at least you know for me to to get out of school, so I don't mm. have to like. I don't know. I don't. So I don't have to like work with these things in parallel, and I can just mm-hmm. focus on right. art instead. And mm-hmm. so this kind of like sort of lulling of, of shows is kind of nice because it, it puts less pressure mm-hmm. on us to make things at a high dim, high rate or whatever. And like I don't know. It's kind of nice, but it does make me sad. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it's said like a lot. A big group of our friends just move out to um, Philly, and those are the people who we always play shows with and all that. Um, um, but yeah, so that was like a big thing. But I don't know. I, I think it's kind of on the up. There's like definitely more venues opening up as of recently than before. But now it's kind of just like pushing between like three or four houses that are kind of running everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but pretty consistently. I mean, there's a show. Thank you.